I'm sitting here in Durban, Derbs by the Sea, um, with a wonderful artist, Berry, who happened to win idols. It's almost like a poison chalice around your neck. Winning idols. Mother of four from Cape Town. Um, I decided to dig deep and ask the uncomfortable question. What the heck were you doing on idols as a mother of four? For God sake idols is for 18 year olds who wave their their heads in the air like they just don't care and you went on idols yeah so what was i thinking um this industry is hard and i honestly i just have never been able to break through and thanks to covid i lost my job and i was sitting in a position where we were in so much debt and I had no idea what to do and I had kids. So I thought, you know what? This is my cutoff age. They don't want anyone over 30. This is my last chance. And I threw everything in, went for it and it paid off. I, I managed to pay off all of our debt. I managed to get us out of a, a hole that it seemed like there was no way out. And, um, you know, it, it did that for me. And hopefully, you know, in the future, making a difference in my career now that I can meet new people and hopefully get on the right track. You say you were um, in debt. It was sort of the last dance saloon. But let's take that negative space, which, which you turned into a positivity. Where did this love of music come from? Is it a family thing? Did you sing in the bath and then decided, hold on, the bathwater likes the music that I'm singing? Um, give us the backstory. Okay, so I grew up in a very musical family. My parents were both opera singers at the Artscape when it was still the Nico Milan. And um, I would go with them to the opera house and I would be a part of some of them on stage. No idea what I'm doing, but it was it's just... It's such a magical feeling being part of um, something that spectacular that everybody works together to, to deliver this masterpiece on stage for the enjoyment of others. And it was always so fascinating for me to see how people reacted to, to your performance on stage. And I think that I could never get rid of that. And it made me so excited that I just wanted to continue with it. So that is why I pushed forward. And, and all I've ever wanted to do was just sing and and see the reaction on people's faces when, when I deliver something um, that makes them happy. Then why did you take so long to, to enter this competition? You were singing, you were doing stuff, you watched all these Brandon Octobers and this one and that one <laughs> win and then some people disappear and some people do really well. Um, why, why wait so long? W was that financial burden that you talked about the the D-Day day that, does, that you decided, hang on, let's try. No, not really. Um, I entered a lot of competitions, including idols um, before that. I actually entered 11 years prior to 2021. And I made and it through did you get? top 30. It wasn't bad. But, you know, I was 20. I was not in the right relationship either. It would have been a catastrophe if I even made it further than the top 30. I don't think it was the right time. But, you know, it, I did try my luck at, at lots of competitions. I won a few smaller competitions where, you know, you win a little bit of pocket money. But, you know, it, it, it can't really get to that 
those competitions are not the same as, as winning idols. I mean, that's you win a car, you win money, you, you kind of get on track and people finally start noticing you. But uh, I think it was just, um, it wasn't the right time when I entered previously. So I, I feel almost as though, even though I'm a bit older now, at least I'm slightly wiser <laughs> and I can make better decisions now going forward. So you had to deal with Gareth Cliff and Randall and who was the other ghastly judge? Oh, Nati or whatever, or Unati. I mean... <clears throat> I think it was Mara, wasn't it? You see, that, 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 <laughs> that, 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 that's the wonderful thing of the show. What did those judges contribute to you in those early days? You got to the top 30. Yeah. Did they just hang you out to dry? Yeah. Um, it was pretty much the only answer which I questioned for years uh, was all they said was we don't think you're ready and there was no other explanation because for me it felt like my life depended on it it felt like I am ready this is what I've been doing my whole life it's all I've ever wanted to do and my answer from you is you're not ready how do you deal with that rejection <sighs> for me I think it took me down a little bit of a I took a break from singing competitions for a while um, and not too long because I needed to make money somehow um, but I still had to take a step back and kind of think am I worth it because I just went to one of the biggest competitions in the country and they rejected me um, and I thought I was good enough but I think at the end of the day it comes down to realizing that they know what they're looking for and if you are not it it doesn't matter how good you are they they have a plan and uh, that's what they're going to go for, no matter how good you are. A bit deflated <laughs> after that, but, but, but I see a, a, a spunk and a, and, and a verve in you. Um, I mean, you're a, you're a mother of, of four. How did your kids deal with this? Because kids <sighs> speak the truth. Yeah, so my kids are hilarious. Um, the older ones, obviously, they, they have a little more of a grasp of what's going on. For them, it was exciting. You know, mom's on TV. She's famous. It's, it's cool. But like I joke and say, at the end of the day, I still need to make their breakfast and, and, and clean up their, their rooms. You know, it's, I'm still just mom. Um, for my little girl, it's influenced her in the way that she, she just sings everywhere around the house. Um, and I, I kind of hope that me doing this kind of gives them the inspiration to to tackle things that they want to do even if it looks like it's impossible or that there's people that are better than them I, I really hope that they they see that even when you're a big person you can get dressed and go try to do something new so that that was my my hope out of all of this to at least reach them in some way so that they can they can try things because I want you know I just want what's good for them I want them to have amazing lives and if I need to like crawl in the ground to to do that for them then that's what I'm gonna do let's leave the the backstory and focus on on Barry the artist I'm listening to you for the first time <laughs> who are you are you Elisa Stansfield uh, an, a Nora Jones where do where, where do I pin you musically you sound like because that's always the question who do you sound like who influences you well i would i would get a a response from my husband that would say i sound like barry but the thing is i love so many different genres that 
it's always been difficult for me to pinpoint exactly what I want to do and who I want to sound like because I kind of um, just embody myself in in the genre that I am busy performing. What what is that genre? <sighs> so name name names. We, name we, we, names. We, we, okay. we need to we need to look. So I love Adele. Um, ballads are my babies. I think it's the most pure purest form of of singing because you can show what your voice is capable of. But I have been told um, by my mom many times and other people that um, every now and then when they hear Kelly Clarkson singing, I've got that similar sound that comes through because I love rock. I love I love hitting those high notes. I was very inspired by Celine Dion as well. But of course, you know that's that's kind of one of those those moments if you ever reach able to sing one of those songs it's wow <laughs> but um yeah I, I love singing the high stuff i love i love hitting power notes and and um blowing people away with things like that so i think that if i were to choose a a genre that i had to stick to it would be kelly clarkson with some adele kind of ballads sprinkled in there that that would be what would would that would make me happy i mean and and when you perform is that ghastly thing of um, a microphone and a backtrack, you know, and oh, it's off to the shopping center and you you put out five numbers and then off you go and everything else. You you were singing for a long time. You'd you'd entered before um, Idols and that. So you obviously must have a, a band, whether it be a four piece or something like yeah. that, um, that helps you perform the way you want to perform. Am I right? Yes. So I'm lucky enough to have my husband as my drummer and he is one of the best and that's not just because he's my husband he's amazing oh, we've heard that before. <laughs> it's a he keeps he keeps the band together for me and does I, he hold the rhythm together at least oh yes yes he, he beats the drum of my heart <laughs> no but it's in, a family in, podcast yes totally <laughs> um in all honesty he makes sure that everybody um, shows up for rehearsals everybody knows their stuff um i i can either have a four piece or a six piece you know i've got amazing backing vocalists as well um and they're also just artists in the industry that have released their own music but you know can't get in but i i love to incorporate people who love what they do and um that that's what my band is it's a bunch of people that love music and they've you know got day jobs to kind of pay for their passion and that's what that's what our band is and the the shows that you do are you are you writing a lot of original material or is it sort of 60 40 uh, sort of 40% covers maybe 60% original and and what type of songs would, would would people hear they're coming to see Barry tonight so you're gonna hear a B C D what's A B C and D so at the moment A B C and D would be covers except for my one um, original which I, I did at idols last year uh, purely because I am with a label and I have to wait to release my original music. So we are busy writing the music and um, I am excited to sing those songs because I have made sure that it is something that's true to who I am, which is meaningful music, not just stuff where I stand on stage with a DJ. Um, it'll actually be music that people can connect to and, and feel some kind of um, relatable feeling towards the, the lyrics as well. But at the moment, I'm stuck doing covers because that is what happens when you sign a contract um, with a label. You kind of need to do what uh, you are told for that amount of time and thereafter, go ahead with your original material. I mean, you've been so open and, and frank um, in the conversation. Let's dive into you win it, you get this car, you get some money, 
And then are you left to fend for yourself? Kind of, yeah. Um, I think it's it's the nature of this industry as well. If you if you don't find the right people, you kind of left to figure it out alone. And along the way, you find out that you've been taken advantage of. Um, which I ask a lot of questions because I'm older than a lot of the other winners, and I think I've at least managed to find out some stuff. <laughs> that, that, does that you're older than a lot of the other winners add pressure to you, or? Where does that pressure come from um, day to day in terms of Barry the artist? Well, I don't, I don't think that the age causes pressure for me. I think that if you're good, you're good. And if, if people like what you do, they're going to like what you do, regardless of how old you are. I think the pressure for me comes from I, I have high standards for myself vocally and I expect a certain level from myself whenever I perform. So I put pressure on myself to make sure that I'm always delivering my best and um, that that nothing gets in the way of, of what I'm actually delivering to the audience. Age for me, is, it sounds silly, but it is just a number. If you are good, you are good, and people are going to respect you if you um, actually respect your talent. Let's backtrack, and I know we're moving different <laughs> areas of, 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 of the discussion. Idols, the final night, you do the song, you win. What happened next? Oh gosh, lots and lots and lots of interviews happened. Um, I was booked for two gigs quite quite soon afterwards. Um, but other than that, it's kind of a, you won, here you go, it's done. Um, now you just have to hop along and, and, and see so what how, happens. So how are you hopping along? <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to, to hop along as best as I can. It is a little bit tricky because I'm, even though I've been singing for many, many years, I'm, I don't know the industry as well as I should. And it is, it's difficult because you don't know if people are actually genuinely looking out for your best interest in your career, or if they are just saying things you want to hear because they want to make a quick buck out of you. And um, I think that's my biggest fear, not knowing who to actually trust, because I, all I want to do is sing. It's, it's as simple as that. I just want to sing. And uh, you'll get many people that try and take advantage of that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's very tricky. You have a tough day. <laughs> you cry on the shoulder. Whose shoulder do you cry on? Oh, my husband. He's got to deal with all of that. <laughs> He needs to deal with the crying, snot and trana. He needs to deal with all of that because he is, honestly, um, he, he's not just my husband, but he's, he's my friend that I can joke with and laugh with. I, I don't, because we have so many kids and our lives are as busy as it is, it's, it's difficult to, to have those friends you can go and chill with and, and have evenings of girl nights. It, it, it's tricky when you are... In the how lifestyle we in. How do you balance that? Um, I mean, we're we're in a world where it's happy, it's make believe, it's yeah. blowing smoke up the proverbial, you know what, <laughs> and you're so great and this and that. And then after a show, you will come home and be grounded because you have four children, you yeah. have a husband, you have a home to run. Is that not wonderful juxtapositions every day to be? so grounded because I've got a daughter as well you know our, our family and they ground you because yeah. truth comes I mean they speak the, the truth yeah it they've just no comes filter. out of their mouth they've got no filter because I love it um, for me I count myself as blessed because there is no way 
I can ever get a big head because the kids will they'll ask you what <laughs> why <laughs> why did you do this or why are you wearing that or um, they, they ask questions that you wouldn't think is gonna come out of their mouth and um, I actually love the fact that I get to tell everyone when I'm finished with a gig I've got to go home I've got to go tuck my kids in for bed or I need to go and give them a kiss on the head and let them know that I'm back home you know it for me that is is more important than hanging around at an event afterwards and, and trying to get selfies with celebrities I'd rather go home to my family and uh, let them know that I'm back it's August South Africa has Women's Month and we're in Durban and I spoke yesterday to a poet Tando and you uh, met the artist that I look after Sipokazi yeah. Jonas and the conversation turned to the scrooge of gender-based violence and women. Tando said some very poignant and truthful things about women in South Africa. She's scared. Yeah. Are you scared as a woman in South Africa? I think that everyone has this feeling of fear um, inside them. And I, I don't think it's only females. Um, but. You know, I'm, I'm very cautious. I'm a very, very religious um, woman as well. And I, I pray because I feel that that is the protection I need. Obviously, I need street smarts. <laughs> I'm not gonna go walk around at night and, and be silly, but I, I do believe that if I keep my faith and I keep trusting in God, which is ultimately who brings me through every situation, I don't need to worry about the future because he's got my future in his hands. Is there a particular verse? There are so many verses that I love um, and one I've actually tattooed on me is she laughs without fear of the future um, because my sister has the first half. She is clothed in strength and dignity um, and I had the other half. And, and what, and what book in, in the Bible is it? Um, it's Proverbs, right? I think I've got it tattooed on me. Um, I'm I'm terrible with rem remembering the verses and 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 um, all the numbers, you know. But for me, it's 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 the words because repeat it again. She laughs without fear of the future. I got that half because is that I you? I feel like that is me. You you how how does one live and survive if you are afraid every single day of your life? How do you? How do you get through the day if you can't smile and, and look at the future as something that you have control of? Um, if, if you are afraid every day, I just, I feel like laugh. Sometimes you need to laugh it off. How, how do you cope if you, all you, you see is fear? Are you working on an album? <laughs> I am, um, but there's with my album, husband. There's your album title. <laughs> she laughs it's... about fear of the future. It's, 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 it's staring you in the face. That is beautiful because for me, if, if people are happy around me, that makes me happy. Um, I, I'm, I try and do that. Yes, I'm scared. Yes, there's fear. Yes, there's, there's all those things because we are humans and, and that is what life is about. You can't just be happy all the time. I'm not, I'm not delusional, but I feel that if you try every single day to just make life a little bit better for yourself and those around you you're making a difference um, even if it's just saying hi and smiling to the cashier something as simple as that um, you, you can change their day around because it might have started um, in the wrong way and and that that's truly and genuinely how I 
treat every single day. It's, it's just, just be happy. Just at least try and, and put your foot in the right direction for the day. What song changed your life? You, you talked about Artscape, going there with your family and, and, and being on stage and, and the joy of being on stage. When did you realize, hang on, I actually like this and, 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 and this is a song that I really like and hmm. let's, let's give it a go. There must have been that moment, even as young as 11 yeah. or 12 when you're bopping around the stage. Listen, there's a, there's a lot of songs that have that effect on me and I think when you're a musician, it's a lot of music will, will pull you like that. But my favorite music, uh, and, and it's not something I'm going to venture into and go and, and perform, although I mean, I guess if I were asked, I would. But I loved The Phantom of the Opera. Um, for me, singing, I mean, I sang Think of Me, Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again. You know, it's, it's such beautiful music that has every emotion put into it. And I mean, I, I sang those songs at competitions. People were amazed that I'm going up and I'm singing um, Christina Aguilera in her style and then I'm singing an opera song on stage. They, they didn't know what to, what to think of that. And then I'd go up and sing a country song. It's, it's just... There's so many different songs in my life that have stood out to me. Christina Aguilera, The Voice Within, that was a beautiful, powerful song. And I just, I, I feel that there are so many different songs that had that impact in my life, that, which is why I struggled to, to choose genres to actually sing, because I, I, I believe that every single genre brings something different to the table. There's a catchphrase here, bury the emotive, emotive singer-songwriter would that nicely encapsulate you because you speak with emotion your, your face lights up there's, there's a smile there's laughter it's almost um, not being disrespectful anyway this wonderful girly laugh you've got a laugh you've got a, you've got a zest for life I, I do. You know. um, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to admit I'm not the best songwriter. I kind of feel like I fell off the train when everybody else wanted to, you know, ooh, they love this book and they love reading. I kind of fell off the train and I was like, I want to sing and, and I'm going to learn songs and I've got all these lyrics jammed in my head. I didn't read as much as I probably should, um, which it does, it, it does make it difficult when you actually want to write songs. So um, I rely on my husband a lot to help me get what I'm thinking and feeling onto paper because he's fantastic with things like that. But I do... Uh, hang on, hold on. <laughs> How do you manage to work with your husband? <laughs> my, my, my wife and I, Razia, we work together in our business. She was a SAP consultant. We nearly killed each oh. other. If we lost it a year because there's two different sets of brains. She was yeah. a SAP consultant, very analytical. She was a pick and pay in a very, very senior position. <laughs> Um, working on iDocs and I've also got a bit of a left brain oh well I'll do this later if you come to my <laughs> desk everything's scattered all over the place how the heck have you managed to work with your husband and then go to bed and in the same bed and yeah. go honey um, you know that rhythm was wrong I need it like this and I want a paradiddle and I need more <laughs> crash and I need more ride symbol you know you know what um, I think I think part of it is that we both had failed marriages previously and um, when we actually met one another and, and started feeling these feelings for each other, it was, it was so easy to see that th this is right. And 
Therefore, when we do work together, regardless of what it is, yes, we have our own opinions, but we're very respectful towards one another. And, um, you know, I would rather just back out or tap out if I'm not sure what's happening. And, you know, he will do the same thing every now and then we butt heads, but it's not in a, it's not in an ugly way. It's what more are you of... tapping out? It's not a WWE <laughs> wrestling match. Yeah? Sometimes it is. <laughs> Sometimes it is because we're both very stubborn, but um, we, we, I think we have that level of mutual respect for one another where we kind of say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go, I'll make us some coffee and then I'll come back and we can, we can try again. <laughs> what attracted you to each other? Oh, he was this, this rugged drummer, man. It was, for me, he loved music as much as I loved music. And I could see that in what he was doing, you know. He was a drum teacher, but we, we did shows together at the same school. And I was, I was just captivated by this person that, that appreciated good music. And besides that, he was a genuinely good person. And I could see that, which is something I wasn't used to seeing um, in my previous relationship, you know. He was just genuinely kind. Um, and it was such a breath of fresh air for me in my life to see somebody that didn't drink too much, that didn't go around smoking, that didn't um, swear constantly, you know. It was so refreshing to see that in a modern day man, which I feel is lost in the world these days. Do, so, you, yeah. do you like chivalry? I do. Don't all girls. I mean, come on. Like for me, I'm all for girl power, yeah. Don't you want the big strong man to come and rescue you and keep you safe? Like, for me, there's nothing cooler than walking at the mall with him. And because he's got the stretches and tattoos, people kind of detour around us. And it's awesome because they're not going to well, miss Look, on the me. plane, at least he was decently dressed. He was wearing a Metallica shirt. Yes. I, did, I, did, I, did, I did, without even knowing you guys, point out, no, a very cool shirt. And he said, I think there was some comment, no, this is like the office uniform. I thought, oh, okay, fine. I'll have to educate you in the band Rush, but we'll get there. Yeah, you know? exactly. No, he is, he, he literally... I've, I've said it before, he makes my life better in every single way because he kind of amplifies who I am and he has never not tried to help me with, with my voice and, and getting my music out there. I mean, he gave up quite a lot to try and learn how to do production and write music for me to release it. He had no idea what to do with, with all these recording programs, but he went and studied it for a few years just so that he could release some music for me. And for me, that is, I mean, who does that? Who, who stops their dreams to help somebody else with theirs? It's, it's it, a beautiful it, thing. It, it, it's the power of the collective. Um, I work with a, with a colleague of, of mine, Jason Curtis, and we always use the, the term together, we are strong. And, and that seems to come through very, very strongly from, from what you're saying. But on a final, the love <laughs> chapter of, of, the, of this talk, who asked who out? And where did you go on that first date? Well, it's actually very, very funny. He, he came up to me and said, please don't hit me. And he gave me a kiss. <laughs> he was so <laughs> bold. <laughs> it was hilarious because, you know, he had no idea what to expect because we were both, you know, coming out of bad relationships. Mm -hmm. um, but he, he was amazing and he would never be anything less than a gentleman. And he always made sure that um, I was happy and comfortable. And how many years ago was that? We met seven years ago. So the seven-year itch is over. Um, yes. No, but we've been married. Yesterday was four years. Um, and uh, we've got a three-year-old little girl together. And then with our previous marriages, of course, we've got the three boys, which is 
it's nothing short of amazing and wonderful because we we all love each other so much it's 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 one of those unique situations where we genuinely care for each other and we're a real family might be blended but we, we're still a real family and it's it's but amazing you, you, right the way the talk you can see the the groundedness and and and, and the realness of, of what you want to be you don't want to shake your head in the air like an 18 year old and run around and and and, and silly <laughs> let's crystal gaze forward 2023 august this time what are those dreams and aspirations for yourself as Barry the artist and talk to me about the DNA of the single first and then let's look forward to August 2023 the, the goals that you have for me um, my dream has been the same since I was a little girl I want to okay besides wanting to be Britney Spears when I was a little girl <laughs> who didn't um, I want to be able to stand on a stage a beautiful auditorium whatever it is a theater and captivate an entire audience with thousands of people because they are so so impressed with what's being done on that stage that that's what I want to do I want to captivate thousands of people just by standing there and singing beautiful music and then entertaining them in between because I talk a lot of rubbish and um, they think it's funny and relatable I, I want to be that artist that people think Wow, she's like, she's no different off stage as she is from when she's on stage. She's just genuinely Barry. And, and that's what I want to, I want that to remain regardless of where I'm singing or how old I am or, or what genre I choose to do. I want people to leave every single performance thinking, wow, that's, that's one of the top performances they've ever gone to watch. And that's what I want to captivate in every single song I do. Please don't stop. It's been very nice talking to you. Thanks for the time. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>